I get so many messages from people telling me that they have social anxiety. And you know what my response is every time. You are not alone, my friend. Because we all suffer from some type of social anxiety. Social anxiety can look like the fear of public speaking, nervousness in face-to-face -face meetings, the fear of talking on the phone, Zoom fright. I made the last one up, but virtual interactions can be scary too, right? In these scenarios, your hands might shake, your voice might tremble, you might blurt out something nonsensical, or you might just freeze. Raise your hand if any of this sounds familiar to you. Yeah. So in this lesson, I'm teaching you how to conquer social anxiety one step at a time. And we're going to use behavioral activation therapy to help us do that. So let's get into it. What is up, Explorers? Mary Daphne here of Explorning.co, where we believe social skills are the key to the good life. What's the good life? It's where you call the shots, you have a crew you can count on, and you're on a mission that you care about. Before I jump in, I encourage you to check out our comprehensive small talk guide. Just click the link in the description box below to get the free downloadable delivered straight to your inbox. All right, so one way to conquer social anxiety is through behavioral activation therapy. In a nutshell, behavioral activation therapy, or BAT, is doing something that makes us happy. But the primary emphasis here is on the doing part. So I'd like you to think back to a time when you might have skipped something because you weren't in the mood for it in the moment, even though you knew that doing the activity is good for you and makes you happy. So this could be, you know, skipping something like your workout because you just weren't feeling it or ditching an outing with friends to binge watch Netflix with a bowl of popcorn instead. In both of those scenarios, we were probably better off sticking to the original plan even though we lacked the intrinsic motivation. But hey, welcome to being a human. We're not always in the mood for things that are good for us or that align with our long-term goals and our lifelong values. That fact is precisely why when we're having a rough time, we need to first act and then feel. Do the things that you know are good for you and make you happy, and in short order, you will start to feel happy. The key here is to not wait until you feel ready. That ready feeling will almost certainly come too late or not at all. By the time that you do feel ready, the window of opportunity has passed. So this is BAT in a nutshell. And you've probably heard of a similar approach, which is called cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. You can think of BAT as a complement to CBT, which is one of the most battle-tested systems out there for remedying mental health challenges. Still have your doubts? Okay, well, in the book, Behavioral Activation for Depression, A Clinician's Guide, 
the authors demonstrate how BAT is on par with traditional pharmacology minus the pills. The acute outcomes of patients who received BAT were comparable to those who received antidepressant medication, even among more severely depressed patients. Patients assigned to BAT tended to stay in treatment longer than those assigned to pharmacotherapy. So BAT is the real deal, and I'm going to teach you how to apply it to social anxiety. The first tenet of BAT is based on the idea that the key to changing how people feel is helping them change what they do. The authors refer to this principle as thinking outside in. Eric Barker, a prolific personal development blogger, describes this as doing happy to feel happy. Don't you just love that? But he cautions against the oversimplification of this concept by just doing fun stuff. Keep in mind that this is not about instant gratification or engaging in social behaviors that are ultimately detrimental to our goals or our health, um, junk food and doom scrolling. We need to engage in meaningful activities that increase beneficial behaviors and are good for us. That means our goals, our health, and so on. So Eric Barker calls these activities that produce emotional compound interest in life. I just love that. Emotional compound interest. The more you generate, the more it compounds. Think about that now in the context of your social anxieties. We know that social connection helps us live longer and better lives. That's a fact, and there's tons of research that supports this. So social anxiety is something that we need to overcome for both our health and our happiness. But we won't get the therapeutic benefits we're looking for if we go with the instant gratification types of social activities. Social media just doesn't cut it. BAT is also not about avoidance or escape behaviors. Remember, superheroes don't run away from the monster. They run toward it and impale it with their sword. That is exactly what we need to do with our social anxieties. So in this case, you're the superhero and it's time for you to take action. So the question is, what are we supposed to do? Engage in social interactions that produce a sense of reward and accomplishment. Hang out with the people who make you feel good about yourself and also whom you can engage with authentically. Additionally, engage in social activities that challenge you and push your limits of what's comfortable. So the goal here is for our brain to associate social interactions with the feeling of being rewarded. And we can do that through a healthy blend of interactions that are squarely in our comfort zone and those that force us to step outside of our comfort zone in order to develop more robust social skills. When choosing the balance between these two, I really, really like Eric Barker's approach. Let pleasure and mastery guide you. We derive lasting pleasure from net 
positive activities where hours or days later, we're glad that we did them. Now contrast this with the instant gratification activities where the sense of pleasure is quickly replaced by regret, leading to a net negative. And when it comes to mastery, I don't want you to think about mastery as becoming an actual master, a master chef, a master public speaker, a master, I don't know, tea maker. There's no need to put that kind of pressure on yourself. Mastery instead looks like setting a goal for yourself, right, which is aligned with your values and then approaching it in bite-sized increments. Right, so you see the top of the mountain, you know that you wanna summon it, so you plan out the various steps that will get you there. During the planning phase and the doing, you will derive lasting feelings of accomplishment having done all that hard work. To make this less abstract, let's do a little exercise. So step one is to figure out what interactions bring you pleasure. So think about the types of social interactions you do and with whom you do them and then rate them on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the most empowering. Rely on the activities that yield a high score and from which you derive the most pleasure. Social interactions that yield a low score might be indicative of some room for improvement. So do phone calls rank low? What about online interviewing? If they are important to you, and that's the key, If they're important to you, like communicating with grandma who only happens to use the phone, or you do them frequently, like Zoom calls, or they're important for your long-term happiness, like getting a job via online interviewing, then turn that into a goal. And now once you've done that, we're on to step two. So this is where we plan the journey of bite-sized steps that we discussed earlier. You know where you're going, so now you need to figure out what milestones mark your progress. And what can really help is to put together a handwritten timeline with actual dates for when you plan to accomplish these specific milestones. And you want something that you can use to track your progress and to also demonstrate your hard work. This reinforces that sense of accomplishment. And that is the ultimate goal here. All right, well, that was a big one. So let's quickly recap. If a kaleidoscope of anxious thoughts take root in your mind during social interaction, virtual or IRL, then it might be time to use BAT. So the key with BAT is first to act and then feel, not the other way around. Don't wait until you're ready. Just choose an activity that you know has a net positive effect on your mood and then start doing it even if you're not feeling quite up to it yet. So when it comes to social interactions, figure out which ones empower you or leave a lasting sense of comfort and gratitude. Make these your go-to activities when you start to feel that social anxiety creeping in because they will serve as positive reinforcement and give you the momentum you need and the confidence that you can then transfer to situations that you feel less sure about. In Eric Barker's words, naturally reinforcing behaviors keep us on the right track. 
So now that I've shared our thoughts, I would love to hear what other strategies you have with confronting social anxiety. Does BAT work for you? What other things really help you lower your social anxiety? Share that with me and the Exploring community in the comments down below. And if you love this lesson, which I hope you did, please be sure to let me know. You can give this video a thumbs up on YouTube. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to join our tribe of X learners so that you never miss a lesson. And if you ring that bell, you'll get notified about our new lessons and our weekly live streams, which gives you the opportunity for a live Q&A. So be sure to join us for those as well. Email this video to friends and coworkers who also want to supercharge their social skills. And while we're at it, feel free to also share it with your friends on social media as well. And remember, the write-ups of these lessons are always available on our blog over at exploring.co slash blog. With that, have an awesome week, Explorers. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you next time in your next Exploring lesson. Happy Exploring!